I'm Carly Shields, and I play Lola, the Harpy Wizard. I'm John, and I play Mort McCoy, the Skeletal Ranger. Hey, everybody. It's Patrick, and I play Ezra the Golem. This is Ray, and I play Cammy the Kitsune. Hey, I'm Adam Bash. I'm the Storyteller, and welcome to Brute Force. Greetings, fine patrons. Welcome to the Gilded Ram Groghouse and Tea Room. I, of course, am Jasper Spitwistle, and I know, I know, I know, all of you have come here very excited today. Um, I can see around that a lot of you, um, I said it's more more than normal, obviously, have come. So you obviously know what part of the story we're getting to. Um, word about town has, uh, has circulated that we're about to tell the part where the brute force returns again to Murkheim after Mirka had ascended uh, to the Paragon role in the service of King Amatha. You know, a lot of bad blood there. And honestly, it's a part of the story that most people know uh, quite well. Um, so, you know, forgive me for saying this, but um, I, don't, I don't want to rush into that. Um, and there's a reason. Um, you come expecting uh, a little bit more than just what you get from a normal bard, you know, your run-of-the-mill county-line bard. You're not going to find that here, you know. I'm, I ran with them, you know. I was, you know, everyone everyone calls me the uh, the extra member of the brute force. They know I was, I mean, I wasn't technically in it. I didn't get a card, um, and I didn't get a jacket. But otherwise, everyone knew I ran with those guys, right? And so everyone knows this still. And everyone expects a little bit more out of my stories, a little inside scoop, right? More than they've heard every other time before. So here's where, here's where the rubber meets the road, folks, is that I don't really um, remember um, too awful much inside scoop of this section of the story. And there's a reason for that. It's been, it's been so long, and I never tell this part of the story. Um, you know, there's some bad memories, bad emotions that kind of crop up from this part of the story, but more than anything, it's that everyone knows it already. So people aren't asking me for that. People usually ask me for stuff that happens later, or have the, the kind of the, uh, the starting point. And also, it's very rare when I'm giving uh, extended uh, storytelling in, 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 in an established place. It's very, very rare that I stick around for this long. So I do have to consult my notes some more. Um, and I know you're looking at me like, look at this guy, can't even prepare. He knew what he was going to do today. He was going to talk about this uh, momentous occasion. Why didn't he check his notes in advance? Well, uh, there's been an issue. Um, as you may have known, there's been a new um, well-to-do family that swept into town and bought up a lot of the local establishments, including here, the Gilded Ram Grog House and Tea Room. Which is not to say a bad thing. Obviously, we're, we have a polite working relationship here. I'm still performing on the stage. None of that has changed. Uh, but I have been evicted from my apartment uh, upstairs. Apparently, the, uh, the credit that I was rolling on is no longer, no longer good here. Uh, and they have a difference of opinion on a certain bill that they feel I, I might owe them. And they have uh, they've evicted me from the apartment upstairs. And um, suffice it to say, they're keeping some of my properties, including most of my old journals, um, in a situation that I can only say is a hostage situation. Um, so I know, I know, I know. I look out at all your sad faces. You're devastated that... Um, 
it's not going to be that real peak moment that you'd expect it. But I do have something I feel that might be even better. It's a story few people know, and it uh, takes place in Serastia uh, with a group that you all may know and love called the Good Guy Squad, right? Now, I've heard every story from the Good Guy Squad, um, and actually I have some first-hand knowledge there as well. Um, so let's 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 jump over to Serastia for the for the further adventures of, of Jeff the gnome, um, Carol, who's just a peach. That lady was just the best. Um, and Tarians actually had been missing for a few weeks at this point. Um, he had gone to a nearby town to look into a new type of fescue. Um, you know, he was very big into lawn care, and you know he had nobody heard of him. Nobody heard from him. Now he did get himself carried away with fescue from time to time, um, so nobody thought too much of it. But he was not around for this particular situation. Uh, you shouldn't uh, perceive that to mean that it wasn't uh, full of colorful figures, um, because it certainly was. A young lady by the name of Tallulah, uh, in fact, uh, was there as well. You know, a babysitter by day, and honestly, there were some questions about what she did by night. But anyway, and um, together, they experienced an adventure that reached out from beyond the grave. It has been a few months since you guys have returned from your trip to... Where'd you guys go? Did you guys go to Glacier Moss? Is that where you were? Anyway, you guys have, have recently returned, and things have kind of settled down to a certain extent in town. And you are... Carol and Jeff and some of your friends are attending your book club, as you're wont to do. And it's just been kind of a calm, a calm Tuesday. It's Book Club Tuesday. So you guys are up at the bar we probably named at one point previously. Let's pretend that bar burnt down and there's a new one <laughs> built on the remnants of that one. And this one's called the Piggly Wiggly 2. Um, <laughs> the Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> are we still wanted by the law? What, what were you guys wanted by the law for? Uh, we killed a dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. I was very disappointed in him. <laughs> I think the Inside Out Wolves kind of like, you guys were able to explain it away a little bit. Things have settled down. People knew that guy wasn't quite right in his head anyway. <laughs> oh, good. Also, that house burnt down to the ground, so there's no evidence anymore anyway, so. A happy ending. You guys are having a, a good old time talking about whatever book you read. I don't know, what book did you guys read? It was probably something by Jasper Spitwhistle. Uh, if you're reading one of Jasper's books. Yeah, it was probably um, the uh, Tale of the... Crimson Night Tiger. Oh, oh, the Tale of the Crimson Night Tiger is one of his <laughs> yeah. most famous <laughs> books. Um, it's it's uh, not very yeah, good. it's it's no, it's terrible, and in fact, it's one of his most famous and infamous books. There is there. It's one of those books that you know. Sometimes an author dies in the middle of writing a, a story, and it never gets finished. And then eventually, sometime you know somebody finishes it off, and then they release it. Um, this is one of those one of those novels where uh, somebody realizes it's terrible and tries to get rid of it, but has a publishing deal that requires him to uh, publish books. And so that publisher then releases the book, despite the fact that it is unfinished and terrible. So uh, I can't. Maybe I'm just a, uh, being a little dense, but uh, was his was his aunt also his sister? I I mean I I think I was having trouble following the family tree in this one. I mean I think that's what it was. Um, 
it like it was a bit confusing. I think his aunt was his sister, and she was the one that owned the Crimson Knight Tiger. Oh, see, she owns it. See, I thought that it was hunting her. Oh, maybe. I mean, it was full of metaphors and stuff. I'm not really oh, sure I understood, understood it at all. Like, at first I thought the Crimson Night Tiger was a, a metaphor for, like, love and relationships. But then I kind of got to thinking, it, I think it's just about, uh, like, garbage. But Oh, I, so the, the state of the world right now, you, you mean? No, I mean, like, literal garbage. I think he was writing about, like, the, the trash cans in his house. Oh, I mean, that's what I was talking about, too, so... Uh, I I think maybe this one is uh, a little beyond me. Yeah, um, I, I don't think we should bother with any more of Jasper's books, to be honest. I mean, the the smutty one that we read was quite good, but this one, <laughs> you know, it's leaves a lot to be desired. Carol starts fanning her face. Uh, yeah, may, maybe we just we just keep it to the the easy reads. You guys feel pretty okay to trash the newest Jasper novel because you are missing one of your regulars here at book club, a woman by the name of Muriel Piskatansky, who is pretty much the big Jasper fan in the group and the one that always suggests that you guys read a Jasper book. Mm. Uh, but Muriel's not been here tonight, so you assume maybe she had problems like getting a sitter for her boys. You know, who knows? What well, it's been a, I gotta say, I do we really need to keep reading these? I, I know that Muriel is really into them, but uh, it's kind of refreshing to be able to slam it a little. Yeah, you you have to be so careful about around Muriel when you talk about oh, Jasper. So She's touchy, got such right? a temper, such a temper. She, I I heard that she, uh, I can't remember what Pat's character was called. No, <laughs> what was uh, it? Kevin? No. Uh, no. Uh oh. <laughs> um. I think this is the one detail even I forgot. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um. Oh, it was. It wasn't Jonathan because that was when he was nope. a vampire. Yeah, Jonathan was Alex? the vampire boy. No, oh is my Frank God. Jeff's brother? Is that I'm remembering Frank? Let's just oh, call him Pat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard that the last time that Pat slandered uh, Jasper, that Muriel like. Just jumped on his back and started scratching him and, and stuff. You know, she's she did she's, right before she did. She even she she took the book closed and everything and tore it straight in half. I mean, can you imagine the the upper body strength that that something like that takes? Don't you know? Very very scary. So good good thing she's not here tonight. Yeah yeah. I mean, well well maybe we'll just keep this between you and me. I think so. Yeah yeah. I, I think next time maybe we can push her a bit further towards um, one of the other authors that we like, like uh, Rupert Johnston. Yes. I, that author, which I love. Uh, she As you guys are... Go ahead. No, no, I was just going to wait for another drink, so go ahead. So as you guys are kind of talking this over, you hear the door chime, and in walks Tallulah, who you will both know as kind of a babysitter nanny around town. You know she usually watches Muriel's kids, but she looks just super out of it and is very upset. I will provide Tallulah with a little background information. Muriel Peskatansky has died. Oh, good. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, she sounds really upset. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
like just before she walks in, in the driveway. So you were supposed to come over to Muriel's house to watch the kids Mm -hmm. while Muriel came down for her book club, as you do on Tuesdays. Yeah. And when you showed up, Muriel was dead great and there was uh and there were there were police there and everything and you know she was just you know it seems like natural causes you know she had a weak ticker yeah Not classic great. classic uh, cod weak ticker there um are the kids with me no the okay. kids are with their with their father he asked you to go down and, and tell the folks down at her at her book club that she had passed because you know he knows that they they mean so much to her and she means so much to them. Uh, so okay. so as she raises her hand to go and order this drink, Carol spots Tallulah coming in through the door. He's like, oh, oh, Jeff, isn't isn't that Tallulah? Doesn't she usually watch Muriel's kids tonight? Oh, hey, hi, y'all. Um, so I, uh, there, there's been a, there's, um, I'm so sorry to interrupt. I didn't mean to interrupt y'all. I know that you're, you're so flustered. The- why don't, why don't you have a seat here, dear? Oh, let me get you some water. And she pulls out. Uh, some handkerchiefs and um, a scotch mint and hands it to you. Oh my, th- thank you so much, Carol, dear. I just, oh, well, hold on. I'll, I'll move this large, large stack of um, the Spit Whistle Anthology. I'll just sit this to the side and I'll, I'll plop right down in this mismatched armchair. Uh, thank you. Oh, there's been a little bit of a, of a conundrum down at, uh, at Muriel's house. And it just, oh, Lord have mercy. I just can't. Which, slow, slow down, oh. dear. Slow down. <laughs> What, oh, I'm sorry. What happened? Well, she died. What? Um, and yeah, no, she did. She did that. She done died. And uh, let me tell you, it was it was a hoot and a half at her house. Did, hold, there was did, there dear, was policemen. Are, are, you're saying Muriel hmm? is dead? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she done passed. Uh, she's that's, with. That's awful. She's such a lovely oh, woman. Dear. Yeah, we were just we were just saying how lovely she was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she's such a she's such a dear. She is with the good Lord, and hopefully she's reading uh reading those spit whistle books up there in heaven. Like, um, what what's the good Lord and what's also heaven? <laughs> no, it's sort of whatever you personally prescribe to. You know, oh, I'm not oh, really I here see. to All judge right. your religion. It's fine. Uh, she was in a cult. It's okay. She is in her. Her cult afterlife and reading all about all about Spit Whistle's little adventures and and his and his creatures and whatnot. Uh, I'm just so happy she's found peace. But also, those cho- those children were running around. They had a lot of sugar before their mother died. So that's um yeah, good and bad. How did she pass? Well, well, I I got a look in from the window, you know, because I there was a lot happening in there, uh, and it, it looked like. They had thrown a sheet over her, and the sheet said "weak ticker" on the outside. So I'm sort of, <laughs> I'm sort of chalking it up to the classic good old weak ticker. Ah, uh, uh, the old ticky ticker. Yeah. Yeah, the t- ticky ticker done got him again. That's. Well, she, uh, she always mentioned that she had a bum one. <laughs> she did. She did. We all knew her. Good old Muriel with the bum ticker. You know, that was her middle name, God given. So, oh gosh, have y'all made it to chapter thirteen? Because Muriel was very excited about reading chapter thirteen, and I, I want her to, you know, really, I want you guys to have enjoyed the chapter, even oh, given the circumstances. I loved it. It was my oh, favorite yeah, chapter was- of all. The bit with the uh, the thing is good, good, good stuff. Yeah, it's funny that they didn't put the tiger in all the chapters in the book since it's in the title. It's, I'm glad they saved it for chapter 13. Uh, r- real good payoff there. Oh gosh, I just I hope her her children, uh, uh, Travi, Travi, and and Har- Harvard and uh, Ewar are really uh, really doing okay given given the circumstances. 
Sorry, that was crying. <laughs> oh dear, you're 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 trying to put on a brave face. I understand, but don't don't you can you can you're among friends. I just I just hope that the children are all right. Really, oh, she's gonna chug a lot of water now. She's got a very dry mouth. <laughs> I pull out like uh, one of those cooling masks that just goes around your eyes because she's been crying and. And some chamomile tea, and she hates puffiness. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Oh my goodness gracious, Caroline! You would take care of me. Oh, oh gosh! I just... oh, don't don't you worry about a thing. We'll we'll help you out. Did you did, did you need to check in at the house at all, or? Well, th- there was there was a right commotion. I feel like I really should. I mean, all those all those boys running around. They don't they don't know no better. You know, they can't process all of this, and the adults are gonna be busy taking care of the affairs and the estate. I feel like I feel like someone should go and help. Well, that's where you can count on us. Listen, we, me, Jeff and I will be happy to go back with you. Are you sure? Because I, 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 if y'all aren't done discussing the chapter, I mean, I know it's a... Oh, it's, no, we're good. Yeah, this it, totally done. I mean, I, I want no you to enjoy worries. your night. I don't want to you know, stop all the good book club and fun that I'm sure you're oh, having. Oh, absolutely. This takes precedence over everything. Carol puts uh, your two hands in the middle, like sandwiches them in between her two hands. And he's like, dear, you are our top priority right now. So don't you work. Let's get she's like already pushing you to stand up and pushing you. Oh, Lord, that's so messy. I'm blushing harder than a rhubarb pie in the middle of May. I just. (laughs) Okay, so you guys make it across town over to the Piscatansky estate. And yeah, it's a bit of a commotion. The the house is is all lit up like Christmas. There's there's a bunch of people here, and they're hauling out a stretcher with a a body on it that has a has a sheet on top of it that says "bad ticker." <laughs> See, I I, I told I told y'all it's it's really informal the way that they just you know chuck an old duvet over her that says "weak ticker" or "bad ticker" or what have you. That's also awfully specific, and it seems unnecessary. It's sufficient, though. You have to admit, you know, everyone you know knows knows the deal. They know there isn't like a. I will say that I've been inside the the morgue, and it is the most organized morgue you could have ever thought of. All the weak tickers are over there on the right corner. You know, all the all the bum livers are over there on the left corner. Yeah, it's all alphabetized, I heard, as well. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gosh, you can, you can find a corpse in a haystack there in, in that morgue, for sure. You look behind you, and Carol is already carrying a pasta casserole. <laughs> you just had the, cla- you, you had the casserole already prepared. Yep. <laughs> Tallulah's gonna, like, reach down, like, realize that she's unprepared, and then reach down and pick a whole bunch of flowers out of the flower bed to present to the family. <laughs> all right there's nobody like checking at the door you can just kind of walk in doors wide open what you mean there's not a bouncer at this recent (laughs) (laughs) i'm saying that there's not a police officer stopping anyone from entering the facility what is the husband's name um mingle (laughs) (laughs) i don't know oh here well nothing to it but to do it so let's just head on in mingle Mingle, how you doing? How you holding up in here, Mingle? We got a ca- a casserole and we got some flowers for you, Mingle. I, you know. Oh my goodness, Tallulah, is that you? <laughs> yeah, they're uh, yes, they're Mister Pisca D- Mingle. Mm-hmm. How how are you and the boys holding up? Oh, about as good as could be expected. I mean, we knew she had a bum ticker, but we just didn't expect her to go like this. You know, oh, she was just in the. She had just got done with her Pilates workout. Oh gosh, Mira loved loved her jazzercise, loved her Pilates. I mean, oh, I just 
I'm, I'm glad that she, you know, really got, got some sweat, got a good sweat working up before she you know, bummed out. Is that a hot dish? Is that a hot dish she got there? Uh, Carol's actually already <laughs> Carol? standing in the, the kitchen. She's taken out this casserole and put it in the oven and then has also laid out some ambrosia salad and apple <laughs> crumble. <laughs> I feel like she already arranged the flowers that Tulip <laughs> yeah. into a vase like perfectly. And when he, when he calls over, she kind of looks up guiltily like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've got I got all the bases and and food groups covered over here. Yeah, don't don't you worry oh, about great. that. I appreciate that. That's real nice. It's just been, I mean, it's been a whirlwind here this evening. I just can't believe she's gone. I don't even know what I'm gonna tell her, Papa. He just burying his other daughter last year, and then it's just been too much for one family, you know. Oh, so many bum tickers down the line. I just I don't know how your your good good swollen old heart's gonna handle it. My my heart's fine. Uh, oh, good. good to hear, just... Mingle. <laughs> anyway, um, well, th- uh, thank y'all for coming. We got, um, well, uh, there's not a lot for for from the entertaining perspective. Um, we got Trivial Pursuit. If you all want to play that or something over there, I guess I don't. I'm just gonna. <laughs> Carol's actually already talk. in the living room. She's got Humdinger <laughs> and <laughs> and Taboo and <laughs> Monopoly all pulled out and set on the table. Oh, I'd love I'd love to to make sure the boys are holding up all right. I'd like to talk to them all at once if possible. I hope they're up to some some revelry given the circumstances. Maybe playing a you know playing a game up in the room. Oh, that that's why that's why not see you. But um, my wife's other sister just come by and picked them up. Actually, she figured they didn't need to be around the house for this. Um, I appreciate that. Oh my goodness, uh, Muriel's Muriel's other so her younger sister was it Rhoda? Well, no, Rhoda's the one that done died. That's oh uh, gosh darn it. Yeah, no, it's unfortunate. We got them mixed up a lot because Rhonda was the younger and Rhoda was the older. Oh yeah, gosh, the N's and the O's they really they really do boggle up. The, you know, she had a bum ticker, but I got a bum thanker, so I'm doing my best. So so R- so Rhonda's got the boys. Well, oh gosh, I'm glad they're in some good hands. Well, Rhonda usually st- stops drinking around ten. So she mm-hmm. probably got them pretty well sorted by now. Oh, hopefully. Yeah. yeah, she was a mint julep gal. Uh, I, I might, we might need to stop by and make sure the three, the three boys are doing okay. Well, I mean, they probably had a long day. You know, they had bocce ball tournament this afternoon, mm. and so, so you know, after that, they're usually pretty tired. They don't get up to much ruckus. You know, not after bocce ball. Good lord, those those <laughs> it's poor exhausting. boys. On our little frames. I know. And they all have bum tickers anyway, so. <laughs> Inherited those bum tickers. God, well, I hope they got their, their gallon of skim milk after they finished the bocce ball tournament and helped replenish some of their electrolytes. Well, you know, we took care of that, sure. <laughs> well, uh, listen, I appreciate all the help y'all giving. There's not a lot going on. I, I, I do hope all, all of you'll come to the... To the service, we're planning on having it uh, probably on Thursday, uh, if y'all could come down to the graveyard where we usually have services. Oh. For dead people. Abs- absolutely. We'll bring three casseroles, covered dishes. Uh, please, if- not to the not to the graveyard, please. Well, then. we get hungry. Um, <laughs> no, we'll, we'll be there. We'll be, uh, you want us to dress all in purple as is, as is the is custom. As is the custom as is in the this custom. town, yeah. That is the Piscatansky custom is purple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And fishnets, right. I believe. It's it's purple and fishnets, yes. No, but you gotta wear them on your face. 
Mm. Yeah, the fishnets does go on the face. But please, no purple fishnets. We're not hussies. Oh, all right. I'm I'm so sorry. You know, I'm new to this town. I'm just I want to make sure, you know, I'm being very culturally competent. Gosh, if you need anything else before the service, please mingle. Don't you don't you hesitate a second to ask. Yeah, and if you if you need anything fixed up around the house while you're you know, you're you're grieving. Obviously, you're you're not gonna be be climbing up any ladders and you know fixing any shingles anytime soon. So you know, if you need anything like that, then you know, just give me a call. Here's my card. Well, I pre- Jeff, I the handyman. That. I appreciate that. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, that's nice of you. Thank you very much for that, sir. Y'all was in uh, in the book club with uh, with my Muriel, right? We were, yeah. That's right, yes. Yes, she's always recommending those Jasper Spitwhistle books. We love them. They're so good. Oh, that dirty son of a bitch. I could <laughs> swear to God, that guy, what's his problem? She always talk about him. Why aren't you more like Jasper Spitwhistle? Why aren't you more like Jasper? Ugh, I could... Throw that guy into the sun, and I'd be all right with it. You know, I, now, I should say nothing Mingle, bad about him. I bet him. Jasper's an all right, upstanding fella there. I bet he's he's doing okay. He's apparently some sort of sexual dynamo if you take his books to be considered. <laughs> and I don't really think that that type of thing needs to be influencing our youth and our lady folk. Okay. Well, well, you know, given a very a very healthy sexual education, you know, to to the youth can only have good outcomes in the long run. I've read yeah. some studies. I don't really... I'll send that to you. It's all right. Uh... I mean, without the good the good sexual education, you just end up getting clamato. So you know. <laughs> You know, you know, Rupert Johnston does abstinence-only novels, and oof, Lord have mercy, it makes me it worries me about the youth that read his books. I think y'all saying some things you don't really mean. You know, in the heat of the moment, you're all a little bit upset. Uh, we know abstinence only works around my my house, and um, so you know, I, I just, I just, I think you know, I appreciate it, Carol. Thank you so much for bringing the hot dishes. I appreciate it. I, I, I hope to see all y'all on Thursday. And uh, if you excuse me, I, I'm supposed to be mourning, uh, so I should probably be doing that. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I, I got a few brochures that I'll that I'll, I'll bring in. I'll, I'll drop off, you know, a little bit later, sort of about the research. It's fine. I hope you have a good night. And, you, you know, if you need anything, don't you hesitate. Well, all right. Thank you very much. Thank you, Ben Cool. We'll see you later. See you on Thursday. Uh, okay, I can't keep saying bye. <laughs> Mingle seemed very well put together for someone whose wife died 10 minutes ago. Oh, well, you know, she did have a bum ticker, so maybe he was expecting it. Well, I mean, you know, bum ticker or no bum ticker, he, you know, he had it all together. When she does Pilates, she has the old uh, the old yoga mat out, and uh, that was that was all cleaned up and everything. So it feels like he's been, you know, right on tip-top toes in, in the time being. Now, this is the thing that, that each of your characters would know, although it would not have been something you would have brought up in the conversation with Mingle Piskatansky. Mm-hmm. And that is that Muriel's older sister, Rhonda, or was Rhoda the older sister? Rhoda was the younger one because you needed to drag me because I can't be right about everything. Perfect. So <laughs> Muriel's older sister, Rhonda Piskatansky. <laughs> oh, not Piskatansky. She would have had another. She would have had a, a different last name. Anyway, her older sister, Rhonda, was uh, she died a year ago and she was the first victim of a string of grave robberies that has been happening over the course of the last year where on five separate occasions a body has been dug up from the local graveyard and it, it was Rhonda and then a handful of other you know people of about the same age and they're not 
old. You know, they're they're of an age where they should probably still be kicking around. They die. They all died a little young, and then their bodies have been mysteriously vanished away, leaving nothing but a big pile of dirt <laughs> from whence they had been dug. Did they all die from bum tickers? Yeah, there's been a plague of, of bum tickerism. Is what the doctors call it. Um, they have the sheets pre-prepared for a reason. <laughs> Jesus. So Rhonda got grave robbed, so the children are not with her. They're with Rhoda, right? They're with the young... Was it, did the younger die or the older die? It I don't remember. Okay, I don't remember. This was like, five minutes ago. Okay. So yeah, the kids are with the one that is Alive. The, not dead. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> that is an important thing. Just it's an important thing to establish. Clarification. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I mean, no, none of us want to really. I, I hesitate to even bring it up because it's, you know, it's going to make me sound like the town loon. But this is starting to bear an awful resemblance to sort of, you know, what happened to Rhonda just just a year ago. I mean, bum ticker. Oh, and then it's that that was gruesome. Mm. Who steals from someone once they're gone? I mean, it's bad enough to steal from them when they're when their tickers beaten just fine. I mean, it's it's not the first one either, really, is it? You know, it's happened a few times. All these bum tickers and grave robberies. It's uh, no, I'm wondering if you know whoever's robbing these graves might think about striking again. Okay, important point of order. When I say grave robbery, I don't mean that they like dug them up and stole like jewelry that they were buried with. I mean they stole. The they bodies. were. They were very specifically entirely stolen, like missing bodies. Did they leave the like the clothes and the other stuff? Did they just take the body? At, did they actually just take the body? <laughs> Spent time undressing the body. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure they. I'm pretty sure they just took the whole the whole body and everything that was okay. on or attached to the body. <laughs> what about the the coffins? Did they just take the whole coffin? Mm, no, I don't know. I think in a couple of or probably did in a the couple, coffin look like it was smashed open from the inside. Well, so so you guys wouldn't probably have like intimate details of that. I'm sure you guys have probably heard like in some situations, the whole thing has been like just everything was taken. In some situations, like it seems that people are tell- saying that just a body was stolen. It doesn't seem like it's uniformly like everything is exactly the same about every one of these situations. I'm starting to feel like, you know, l- like Gretchen Chapeau from the, the famous Jasper Spitwistle detective series. All of a sudden, it's starting to seem like we got got a real mystery brewing on our hands, I hate to say. At the moment there's there's no real reason to suspect it's gonna happen again to muriel but you know it's possible wouldn't we like to you know just make sure this i mean we've dealt with our uh, fair share of weirdness in the past yeah i don't know nothing about that but I, i i sure do know that we live in a in a in a wild wild west virginian world down here and you just you just can't be too careful. And and I think, you know, if, if we go and check check out, check out the service, make sure everything's all right. Just just in case. No, th- those poor boys don't need a don't need another important female in their life just up and, you know, getting getting robbed. What else are we doing, really? We, we, we don't really have that book to read anymore or to finish up. I mean, there is a chapter 14. So while we're down there, I read ahead and you know, <laughs> we don't need to to go over that. Yeah, I, I, I read the whole thing. That's, that just Couldn't came put it out. Down. We could stop by the the book sh- the bookstore. Go ahead and get the sequel. Get a leg up. I think that we can head to the graveyard. <laughs> or do we want to go do other stuff until Thursday when the actual service is and she will be buried? Yes, but wouldn't it be too late then if someone came? I mean, at least till the service happens. Well, I mean, they can't 
steal her from a grave until she's been put in a grave, right? But where, where, where is she now? Oh, she's in the right corner of the morgue. They have her labeled with the bum ticker, and the way they organize it is real <laughs> alphabetical, so bums, it's real close to the top there. So they're going to be in the right corner of the morgue under under a sheet that says bum ticker. I, I'm guessing four, just judging by the size of the, uh, the town with how many bum tickers they would have, you know, had gone down recently. Uh, that's where she should be. I mean, it wouldn't it wouldn't necessarily hurt if we went and just you know checked it out. No, no, that, that's true. We 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 should do that. Let's go do that. And anything if we don't have to read that last few chapters. <laughs> so you guys follow Tallulah to the morgue of a place where she is apparently a regular. <laughs> <laughs> And as you pull up, there's a cart kind of clearing out of the front. Looks like they've just made kind of like a drop off here. And as they pull away, you guys see the mortician who's just kind of hanging out outside. Oh, goodness. Well, uh, howdy there. I, you know, how you, have you been holding up? Oh, geez, Tallulah, it's not, it's not Wednesday yet. It's, uh, it's, thir- it's Tuesday, so you usually mm-hmm. come to do your perusing on a Wednesday. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, Kevlin, it's sometimes, sometimes matters, you know, come up, come up, and I, I just, I got, I have a few questions if you can help me out, really, to sort of just calm my tr- my troubled soul. Brought some friends of, of the deceased Muriel. Oh, it's a, it's a, so nice to meet you, she says, and sticks out her hand to shake it. Oh, uh, how do you do? And he shakes your hand, and it's, it's very cold, yeah. but he's a mortician, so he kind of does <laughs> Pleased to meet you, sir. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, my name's Kevlin, apparently. Uh, <laughs> Kevlin Grimshangle. Uh, nice to meet you. Yeah, when when it comes to morticians in the town, he's the only one and is the best. So, uh, I'm sure Muriel's in, in great hands. We're just a little a little concerned. So, I'm a little concerned as well. You said Muriel uh, Muriel Piskatansky. Uh, oh, oh yeah, yes, yeah, sir. I, I hope she made it over here just fine. Uh, we just had a drop off, but it was a couple of dogs that just got messed up a little bit, and so uh, we. We had them around back, just kind of keeping place for, I don't know, they decided to drop off the dogs over here, but I've not had anybody turn up tonight. No recent bum tickers? No, I mean, we got a place just for that, actually, but uh, ain't, ain't seen nobody come in through here. Uh, see? See? Intuition. That's very interesting. I'm sorry for doubting you, Carol. Oh, well, no, it's fine. Y'all don't suppose this has anything to do with them the grave robberies that done been happening around here, do you? Oh, Kevlin, I suppose, I suppose greatly that these might have to do with that with that grave robbing. <laughs> and z- Zoinks is if this ain't a clue. Did did y'all see which way that the the ambulance cart ran off with her? Uh, it's right down. I mean, it's a it's a it's a horse drawn carriage. You can see it from here. It's it's only been about three <laughs> minutes. It's right down at the end of the street down there. It's taking a curve around the corner. That's out of sight now. Oh. Um, oh, well, But it looks it. like it's down Oh, down well, you know, we'll never catch it now. Yeah, I'm not a runner. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I do stationary exercise. Oh, it looks like it backed up. I didn't know horses could do that with the carriages. It looks like it oh, backed good. up at the end of the street. Oh, it meant... It didn't mean to turn there. It looks like it's heading on out of town up towards that spooky cave oh, up in the mountains. Oh, oh well, goodness. We well, might just have a, a chance. It, it looks like you got a flat tires. It's just sort of sitting there. The uh, tires don't exist, but it did look like it broke a spoke. Uh, so I, I don't understand what time period it is. That's fine. Uh, let's let's go ahead and leisurely walk on down. And then, you know, just give them a little check. Oh, there it goes again. No, it looks like it's fine. Oh, for the love of Pete. She's... <laughs> She says and starts marching down the road. It's one of them self-repairing. It's one of them self-repairing spokes. Spoke just fell out of place. Pop right back. Uh. In. Yeah. So you guys, you guys, 
<laughs> you guys get head down the road, but this carriage heads out of town up to a, a bluff uh, along the side of the town. It looks like it's headed up towards what is well known in this area as, uh, I mean, it's a very spooky cave. It's well known as the very uh, spooky <laughs> cave. The very spooky makeout cave. You know, the teens <laughs> oh, the teens oh. have named it very spooky makeout cave. <laughs> oh, the memories that one would have at very spooky makeout cave. <laughs> it's a place that nobody actually goes to, but they all tell stories of going there, but it's difficult to access and there are a lot of bats. So it's Ooh. not really the best for making out. Freaking bats. Unless I love you're into Halloween. bats. Frickin' bats. Frickin' bats. <laughs> oh, well, it, it it doesn't look like that cart's going over to the, the that youth cave. Youth cave. Oh, yeah, the make-out make out cave. I, I know it well <gasps> in oh, my youth. Yeah. Before, all the, uh, oh, before all the bats moved in, of course. You know, we were all young once. Oh, all I mean, okay, had, well. Had, had a shady he- past. Henry and I may have gone there once and don't tell anyone oh boy howdy i just i, I love hearing you know that that you guys were raised with a with a healthy sexual curiosity as a youth but maybe in sort of instead of this conversation we could go and follow a follow the corpse it's a it's a fun little game when you're on a mystery hunt and i just well aren't I, you an eager beaver <laughs> hustles you along yeah yeah well you know you, you point the you point the finger you know enough then you found you bound to hit a stop right there uh, yep, yep, yep. I think we should head on up there. So we keep going. Yeah, keep going. So you have arrived at a spooky cave. There looks like there's some lights down within. Look, by the time you guys get up there, the horse and carriage is, I mean, it's there, but there's nobody in it. I mean, the horses are there, so they're not very communicative. There's nothing in the back, no driver to be seen. There is some greenish glow going on deep within the cave because green is the spookiest color. Oh, I'm not sure I like the look of that, uh, that they're light. Tallulah's going to go up and pet the horses. <laughs> <laughs> Carol pulls both a carrot and a salt lick from her purse. Oh, oh, perfect. Sugar sugar plum and butterscotch are going to love that. I just named them right now. It seems like they would it really fit their personalities. Uh, I gave them a, a horse Myers brig and it, that's what they got. So it seems like, you know, that's really going to be what they're into. Gosh, Carol, you're just you're just the best. So it it looks like uh we should walk into the the green glow of this uh this horny cave and sort of just <laughs> sort of just tie tie this mystery up in a in a nice little bow. Yeah, let's let's be careful about it. Be a little sneaky. Now we we don't want them to see and hear us coming. Yeah, I I do think it's always nice to use use you know use protection up at, at this weird creepy makeout cave. We should be very careful. Let's go. Is the the mist green because of the light, or is it like? Green because it's poisonous gas and we're all gonna die. Oops! I never, de- I, de- I never described any mist. <laughs> Not. I think you, I think you assumed mist in your mind, which honestly is better than what yeah, I. Had. I thought there was a spooky green mist flowing out the cave. There's a spooky green glow. Oh right, okay. It's a glowy green deep in deep in this cave, and it's it's misty, I guess, a little bit uh, as caves are want to be. But no, it doesn't seem uh, dangerously misty or dangerously green even. Hmm. Is it dangerously cheesy? That's to be found out. It's anybody's guess. So as you guys kind of kind of sneak down in here, if you guys are going to try to be stealthy, you're going to have to roll some stealth. Okay. Uh, sure, Tallulah will try to be sneaky. Hey, hey, Batch, what do I add to a stealth? 
<laughs> Let's see. Let's think about Tallulah. Maybe one. I, I guess one. Seems like she would take that skill, but probably not. Well, like, you have to be at least kind of sneaky to, to get around Go hardcore kids, on right? it. You do go to a morgue a lot for some goddamn reason, <laughs> so you could be super creepy. She made, she made friends with Kevlin. I got minus one. I got two. I got minus one. Okay. You guys sneak into this cave as good as can be expected. The problem is, Greg is... I mean, or Jeff, I always assume it's a Greg. There's a Greg here somewhere. <laughs> Jeff is so short that the mist is kind of like neck deep on poor Jeff here. And he kind of half trips, falls down under the mist. And then Tallulah trips right over him. Right, bro. Uh, now, it's not, it's not the loudest tripping in the entire world, but boy, it's not subtle. And if someone was trying to figure out if they were followed to this green glowing cave... They would probably know. Oh, jinkies, Jeff. I'm so sorry that I done tripped over no, you. squashed no your flat. All my fault. Don't, don't worry. You know, I'm made of tough stuff. It'll take more than a you fall on me to, to injure me. Don't worry about that. You guys hear some shuffling and scuffling. Both shuffling and scuffling. A little bit of muffled Ooh. scuffles. Uh, down in the lower below in the cave. And then you hear the slam of uh, some like massive... A wooden door. Well, that's very interesting. You don't normally get doors in caves. Not only that, but did you hear the the, the hinges creak on that? You could probably uh, help them out there, Jeff. Oh, yeah. I've got a can of oil around here somewhere. I'm sure I could give that a little oiling up. But, um, I mean, I, I don't know whether they'll want that. I'm more worried about the muffly, scuffly, shuffly sound. I don't well, I mean, the good... Oh, sorry. No, no. No, you go ahead, dear. Well, you know, I mean, you know, the good news is that I really think we're on the right track, because, you know, you know, Muriel had those feet that drug real bad, and she loved making an exit, slamming doors, uh, willy and nilly, so I, f- I feel like we gotta be in the in the right place. I think we, we head on. Uh, Carol kind of tugs on Jeff's uh, sleeve a little. He's like, oh, I don't... I don't suppose this is one of them, uh... Uh, inside out dog situations we gotta be worrying about. <laughs> no, I mean, what's the, uh, the chance of that? Oh, no, you're right. What's the chances that we run into more inside out dogs? You're right. I'm being silly. That, uh, that scene from the Jasper Spit Whistle book where they're also going through a cave and then get mauled by a giant, uh, night tiger is, you know, just played in my head and. Ah, silly me for getting spooked. All right, so as you guys get down deeper into this cave, you notice that it's a little different than, like, perhaps when Carol and Jeff had been here previously. Not together, of course. Oh, never. Uh, uh, Heaven's the implication. (laughs) But when you were youths and you did uh, visit up to the Makeout Cave, you did not notice all of the altars or, for that matter, any of the bookshelves filled with tomes of untold knowledge, which is what is apparently kind of stacked up around this place now. There is a healthy... I mean, well, we only make out in the entrance to the cave. We don't go deep into the cave. Yeah, well, I mean, what? Because of the bats. (laughs) Freaking bad. So the glow in this room seems to be coming from just a sickening green flame on the wall sconces that are around this place. So somebody has taken the time to put up sconces, which decorating style is actually pretty good. But yeah, this place looks like it's kind of like outfitted. Uh, and there is a big, heavy wooden door that sits uh, recessed into a, a rock wall. It looks like something or someone has carved like rooms into the rock here. Uh, so like 
like there's like an antechamber or something that has been closed off from you. There is no noticeable dead body. They just made themselves right at home here, didn't they? You know what, Carol? I think this might be one of those inside-out dog situations, after oh, all. Oh, yeah, I had that feeling in the pit of my stomach, yep. Oh, well, boy, howdy. Definitely some spooky stuff going on. It looks like it looks like a whole den down here. Lord have mercy, you could have the cousins over in a in a space like this. Good Lord. I'd love to, honestly, I'd love to host a Thanksgiving feast up here. That's a, that's a, a holiday we only have back where I'm from. Don't ask me about it. It's fine. <laughs> When you look at Carol again, she's got two knives in her hand. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm not, listen, I'm not saying that that anything's going to happen here, but you know, I'm going to be prepared. Oh, oh. These these seem to work on dogs before and oh boy, that sentence just came out of my mouth. Well, well, good Lord, I don't know how many fighting skills uh, I can muster up if it if it comes down to it. I honestly did didn't consider that. I'm you know more of a lover than you know than, than a fighter. But I've seen Carol wield those blades. I don't think you're even gonna need to fight. She's a dab hand at that sort of stuff. You wouldn't well, think it to look at her, but oh, deadly. In the in the the winter of our marriage, Henry and I did take some 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 cooking classes to help rekindle the romance, and uh, you know, I picked up some nice skills. You hear some otherworldly chanting coming from behind this massive wooden door. Do you hear that? Is it the youths? That chanting it sounds otherworldly. <laughs> Boy, how did the, you know, you know, the youths are in so many different types of, of musical stuff. You know, they, I think this who, might just be a fun song. Who can even follow the trends these days? Is this what they call dubstep? You know what, Jeff? I do think I have heard of a dubstep. I think, I think Haverford, one of, one of Mildred's little ones, I think he's really into a dubstep. Uh, I creep up to the door and crack it open a little bit. Uh, the door is steadily locked. Oh, okay. Is there a keyhole? Uh, no. It gives a little bit to make you feel like it might be barred. Is there a gap I can stick something through and then lift up to lift up the bar? It's possible. If you pushed hard enough on it and had something to stick through there. Hey, Carol? Carol? <laughs> can you look in that bag and see if you got a, a crowbar? Or, or or like a really durable hoe for your gardening. Oh yeah, for yeah yeah. Let me just or just, just a stick. She, stick. She reaches. <laughs> she reaches into her bag and roots around and starts like throwing things behind her, like uh, I don't know, a watercolor set and <laughs> uh, a velvet painting and uh, oh yeah, I got this crowbar right here. I don't know how I missed that. You'd think that uh, that'd be one of the first things I grabbed. I'm going to need you to roll me a resources here. (laughs) No problem. That's that. So that's three. Okay, so you have a crowbar. It will not fit through the gap of the door, though. Well, fiddles. We could just knock. Well, now that sounds like a real neighborly thing to do. Just, we'll just pretend that we were just passing by, uh, selling uh-huh. watercolor sets. See if anyone wanted some. Yeah, passing by down, long way down this cave. Yeah, no, absolutely. Listen, the schools don't make a lot of money. You gotta really supplement that with funds from the community. Oh, I, I got it. I got it. You know how the all the ladies in the community got together and they made that calendar to raise the money of them where these beautiful oh, the ladies pose naked? Yes, exactly. Oh, that yeah, one. I know that calendar. <gasps> oh, Jeff. I mean, because my wife was, was in it. Oh, wait, wasn't she Miss September? Yes, yeah, because September's our favorite month. Oh, yeah, it is lovely with the fall colors and everything. Who's gonna knock? 
Jeff knocks on the door. There is no response. Hello? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Boy, it seems like no matter how much you knock and yell at this door, it doesn't seem to open. Did the chanting stop when we knocked? Or no. Or is it still going on? It's still going on. We have some lovely watercolors here. Uh, are there hinges on the door? Visible hinges. There are There are not visible hinges. Are there runes or anything around the door? Boy, you could do a look around the room, I suppose. You know, if you felt All like right. that was a thing to do. I do. Give a I give like us a it. give us an investigate, I guess. Anybody that would like to look around, you know, this room that I've described only passing. One. Okay, yeah, I'll look. I did better. Would notice help me here? Oh, you could do a notice if you felt like it. Oh, I got one then. <laughs> okay, so Jeff, with your one notice, you notice that there is a copy of the local calendar of ladies hung up already in this cave. It is turned to September, despite the fact that it is very obviously <laughs> March right now. So take from that what you will. <laughs> the investigate role doesn't give you a ton. There's not runes around the door. Some of the books on this bookshelf, though, seem to be pretty similarly themed. The majority of them seem to be like the diary and works of somebody that was a wizard or a necromancer talking about, you know, raising people from the dead by the name of PJ McCoy. McCoy? Oh. Maybe we could pick one of these for our next book club. Oh, well, wouldn't that just be lovely? You know, a, a little bit of foray into nonfiction. I love that. Bit of education. Can I open one and just start reading? Sure. Out loud? Yeah. Okay, so she starts reading out loud. Roll me a... Just roll me Just roll me some dice. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, three pluses and a neutral. Ooh. You, <laughs> so you roll, you just like kind of crack this thing open randomly. You start reading just kind of like out loud, just like absentmindedly and realize you are reading like exactly what is being chanted on the other side of this wooden door. Yeah. She, in the middle of reading, she pauses. She says, oh, I really have a thing for the languages and then <laughs> continues. But yeah, it is a weirdly powerful set of words. You feel overfilled with vitality when you're when you're saying these things. Like, boy, you just feel good. It's been a good day. I mean, yeah, Muriel's dead, but. If only Muriel uh, had access to this book, she wouldn't have died with her bum ticker doing Pilates. Oh, oh, oh well, uh, I Carol, I, I, I'm not sure. I think we should stop reading that, you know, like collectively. You know, I mean, most mostly you, but I, I was a part. I was, you know, party in this uh, in this decision. So I think we should probably go ahead stop uh, reading that. Is there a a book on this bookshelf titled a uh, door opener or <laughs> something to that effect? You know, like open sesame. Nope. There's only uh, th I mean, this one's all about binding the dead, and you do notice that the person is, or whatever is doing this chanting is is pretty close to finishing this particular ritual if uh judging by the the context of the page that you were reading oh well right row uh it does i just i just read the sort of this the sort of uh chapter like ta like table of contents on the front of this book and it does look like they're getting pretty close to sort of uh sealing that deal we already tried yelling over top of them to see if that would sort of mess up their concentration with the chant that didn't work so oh goodness gracious if we have other like handy ideas to get this get this dang door down is there any 
like gaps in the door. Yeah, there is a gap in the door, but your crowbar is just too big. I mean, you could get the end of the crowbar into the door, like into the crack there. But then like with all the pressure that you have to put on the door to create a crack that big, then you're pressing up against the bar that's barring the door and it's just too much pressure to actually pop the bar off. Is there fires here or is it just all magical light? Can we smoke them out? Yeah, it seems to be strictly magical fire. Damn it. Oh, I've seen this one. I've seen this one in the in the uh, in the plays. Uh, if you get a small piece of plastic, you can just slide it into the crease right What's there. What's plastic? Yeah, no, it's it's like real. It's like real, real thin wood, but it doesn't burn as well, and it makes a weird smell when it you try. Uh, if you just slide it into the crack and then wiggle it around, that bar that's that's barring that door just like clicks on open. Let's try that. Sure. Great. You don't have any plastic. (laughs) (laughs) Not even in Carol's bag. Darn. Oh, what what about a bobby pin from my hair? That always works, right? I think you need a lock for a bobby pin. You know what? You know what, Jeff? You are you are right. Um, hmm. Do we just let this happen? I mean, we're not really getting any. Hints as to how to get in the door. There's no hints. You have a door, but you have like tools. You have apparently a a limitless supply of anything you want in a bag. (laughs) You have options here. Oh, we have horses. We have horses. Oh, horses. You have horses. (laughs) I have a stunt called Always Making Useful Things. Mm -hmm. It says, you don't ever have to spend a fate point to declare that you have the proper tools for a particular job. So I've got the proper tools to open this door. Great, what is that? It's two horses and a crowbar. <laughs> oh, I've got some rope in my bag. And so, okay, so we uh, lash both of the, the horses up, attach it to the crowbar, so they're pulling both at the same time to one rope that we attach to the door. Can we do that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So you guys, you lead the horses down into the cave a little bit. You get them turned around. They're already fastened together. So then you tie the horses with the rope to the pretty sturdy latch handles on this door frame. These big iron handles. So you lash it through and give them a a slap on the ass, I guess. And they start pulling. Oh, Tallulah would have mounted so that she could, you know, ride it. Yes, she would have. So then you lead these horses on up the cave entrance and yeah these are pretty hefty horses they're used to hauling so they pull this door just a little bit it starts to crack and yeah you guys can get in through the shattered door the chanting inside has stopped whether through natural causes or through reaction to your door ripping i don't know i mean i know but you don't know can i poke my head around the edge of the door and go hello Yes, you can. I do. There is kind of a, a stuttering response. Uh, uh, go away. It's a very dangerous place for people like you. Go, go, be gone from here. I just, I, 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 I'm taking a nap in here. So oh, goodbye. Oh, so sorry to bug you, but we are trying to raise funds for the local school. You see, the the funding, you know, it's not is dried up and. We really feel like we need to give teachers the tools that they need to be able to do their job. And if they're not getting it from the, the country, well, we've been a band together and get it for them. So what can I put you down for? Uh, I, I actually gave it at the office, so uh, I gotta go ahead and uh, say I already, already, already squared up on that. I'm like waving the other two from around the door like, back me up. Tallulah will have like jogged down from uh from where the horses were. Oh well, 
well, hi there, hi there, sir. I'm, you know, we're we're here. We're raising money for the school. I'm, I'm sure. Okay, this is know. really not the most opportune time for me. If you, uh, you know, you you not get on out of here is what I should say. You're, you're, it seemed like you were having you, a hard you time. You broke my and door, and <laughs> also I should probably call the authorities on on you and ask them. Oh, to I mean, yeah, if you need to, I I completely understand. Jeff walks past them into the room. He's like, "Oh, don't mind me. Sorry, I'm I'm not with them. I was just passing by. Um, got got a little lost here. Um, oh my do, my! Can you tell me where where we are? I'm, I'm, you're I'm you're in my home. you're in my cave. What are you what are you doing in my cave? And oh, the sconces here are lovely, Mister. I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name. Joists, is it? Yeah. I didn't. No, these sconces. I didn't give you a name. Listen, I appreciate your love for sconces. It's a, it was definitely one of the few design choices I did make down here that I was very proud about. Oh, is that a corpse that looks like it has a blanket that says bum ticker over top? Lord. Uh, no, Ooh. this is a this is another part of my decorating style. It's just something we do for the festive uh, festive days of March, you know. Oh, speaking of March, we also are selling the next year's uh, naughty lady calendar. <laughs> oh, oh, I'll take one of those. Actually, that's uh, you know, if that's the case, I'll, is, uh, is that September brought in there again? Because she, oh boy. Oh well, you're just gonna have to buy it and find you out. Should, uh, uh, watch what you say there, buddy. <laughs> we all know we all know Miss September's a looker, and we all agree upon that. But now I've seen. Listen, see, now uh, you, she's, my... a, she's a looker, but you wouldn't believe it. Back in uh, back in school, we used to have a little bit of a fun, you know. Me and her, she was a uh, she was something else. I mean, a lot of people could say that, I, I suppose. But you know. <laughs> what can I see in this room? <laughs> <laughs> so there's <laughs> there's there's a lot of dead bodies around here. Oh. <laughs> there's a, there's one that is obviously Muriel's like bum ticker label body <laughs> but there are also a lot of just kind of scattered around in cages bodies in various level of decom- uh, decomposition well now look at uh it looks like you've got some house guests or you had some house guests. oh no these are all uh, i understand this this might look bad but the, uh, these are all decorations you see oh yes god i love your right to sort of you know decorate your space and really explore sort of your living environment but uh a, a few of these are friends of ours <laughs> I, can I like pretend to? I basically, I while she's distracting him, I want to set stuff on fire so the room starts going up. Cool. Okay, there's not a lot of flammable materials here except for a sheet labeled "bum ticker." <laughs> okay, well I'm gonna start there. Okay, perfect. Listen, I really, I really just need you guys to to kind of take off. Uh, I'm I'm planning for a it's a it's a haunted house type situation, and uh, I really don't want to spoil the surprise. Y'all welcome to come back uh, on the uh, around the fourteenth if you'd like to visit the haunted house. Well, actually, if you come out into your hallway, I see that you have one of the calendars up, and see we'd like we'd like for our donors to sort of buy in bulk, so she'll like usher him into the hallway to talk about all the hot. Beautiful yeah, no, he's not. Ladies. He's not going out. <laughs> oh well, well, Mr. Joyce, Joyce was it? It's I didn't Joyce give you yet. a name. Uh, you just you keep inserting that one on me for some strange reason. You look like a Justin Joyce. I went to high school with him. That's all right. Uh, so Justin, if you could just come come out here for just a moment. I, I, I don't think I'd like calendar choices. I don't think I'd like to. Does anyone else smell Why that? Somebody set this place on fire. What the heck? What the oh, heck? you better run, run. Yeah, we need to get on out of here, Justin. It's not too safe. So he goes and he tries to yank the burning sheet off and you notice a little bit of a rustle and the body of Muriel Piskatansky stands up from beneath the burning sheet. Tundra Lord, what have you done? I went Irish there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
Um, well, uh, all accents aside, um, oh, listen, it's a bad situation. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I will admit I did some light necromancy. Okay. Just a little bit, but I have my reasons and it's not nothing bad and perverty. So I don't know why you're all looking at me like that. Sir, all necromancy leads to inside out dogs. So I don't... You, oh, I'm just so spitting mad. Okay, listen, when we was young, we was we all used to run together. Me and Muriel and her sister, Rhonda or Rhoda, whichever the one done died. And five or six other people that shall be remained nameless because they don't need to be brought into this. They just happen to get themselves grave robbed. And so listen, we all used to run around together when we was young. And we may have gone into some unwelcome and unwanted places. And we may have summoned a demon or two. And we may have been cursed by that demon. And I may be getting visions every day until I resurrect all of these people that may or may not have been visited by this demon with me and put them to eternal rest in his name and honor. So listen, they're already dead. So that ain't no big thing. I'm just going to bring them back to life and then kill them with this sacrimonial, sacrificial dagger. He pulls out a sacrimonial and, and on it's a, sacrificial on a dagger. Scale of maybe one to ten, uh, how likely is that to uh, raising a uh, Lord Demon into this world? Um, I hadn't really thought about it, but listen, here's what I'm going to tell you. You get visited by enough demons in the night, you'd think maybe uh, that whatever, you know, get somebody else's problem. You know, maybe it needs to be somebody else's problem for a little bit because I've been, it's been a real bad time sleeping. It gave, gave poor Muriel a bum ticker. I don't know if you heard about that. Scared her about half to death. Uh, I ain't going out like that. I ain't going out like that. And he rushes at Muriel with a sacrificial dagger and plunges it into her throat and she redies and a big green explosion of light zips through the cave. And you notice that these other bodies of in various states of decomposition are kind of moving about in these cages as he starts rushing towards another. Well, sweet Josephers ghost. Oh my goodness. Look at that. Look at this scene in front of us. We're going to have to get a lot of different sheets that say sacrificial dagger on them, <laughs> but that is neither here nor there. Lord have, I don't, I don't. And he stabs another one. <laughs> Jeff dives at his legs, tackles him to the ground. Okay, try to roll me a fight. I uh, don't have that, but I'll do it anyway. Uh, neutral. All right, he jumps over your dive, your dive tackle. And, I mean, you're a little guy. Sorry. Can mm. I uh, try as well? Yeah. All right. Cool. That was a good roll. Oh, that was not a good roll. Uh, nothing. <laughs> so Jeff dives at this guy, and then Carol dives at him as well. He jumps over Jeff, lands on Carol's back, <laughs> and then jumps off of Carol's back. All right. Well, the good news is Tallulah really wants to put him in a, a full-on full nail scent. She had a bunch of brothers growing up, and she knows how to wrestle. All right. Oh, oh okay. Oh, oh, okay. That's a four. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry to tell you, I rolled real damn good. <laughs> I rolled all pluses that time, and, and this dude has a plus two to fight, so I rolled a six. Sorry, you try to full Nelson him, and he sweeps your leg, and then he... Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the one weakness of the full Nelson. <laughs> Uh, and he ru and he runs in and stabs yet another of the withering corpses. So he's 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 got three down now at this point. Of a, uh, I guess we were we were talking sixish. Jeff picks up the discarded crowbar and tries to hit his hand with it to get him to drop the dagger. Okay. Uh, roll some more dice, and I got minus four. <laughs> oh, oh boy! No. I I rolled a minus. I rolled a minus two, but I feel like it's okay. So you. <laughs> 
uh, you you swing the crowbar and let like accidentally let go of it, and it, it smashes you in the foot. Oh! Uh, take 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 one damage just for funsies. Ow! Can I try to put his head in my giant mom purse? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Listen, I've never put anything alive in there, so I don't know what's gonna happen. Is your purse technically a uh, a bag of holding? Yes. Well, I, we haven't. It's a purse we of holding. Said that. <laughs> um, three. All right, you get it in there. So as he just kind of like backsteps to try to get away from this crowbar swing, the crowbar slips out of Jeff's hand and cracks Jeff right in the foot. Oh. And then from behind, Carol pops up and slams the purse on top of his head, uh, on top of this guy's head. <laughs> Um, Tallulah would like to come up behind and sweep his leg so that he's laying on the ground and she can go ahead and swallow him whole into the purse. Okay. Okay. Oh, Jesus. If you beat me on this roll, I'm going to be very upset. Okay. I got a three this time. I got a four. (laughs) (laughs) At least he's still half in the bag. Oh, that's true. He is in the bag. So I'm going to say it ties, but. (gasps) Heck yeah. So, I mean, you can't do damage on this, but you can like inflate influence him you can like knock him down if you were that's what you were trying to do yeah i mean he wouldn't have seen the sweep coming yeah i'm gonna give him a neg two from having having his from being completely blinded by purse blinded by the purse (laughs) and then so yeah you can like you won't do damage but the the attack hit so like you can knock him on his ass if you want it if that's great so now he's he's laying down half in a purse and we should just like like sandwich baggy him on up Uh uh-huh okay it's his turn oops (laughs) he's gonna try to cut his way out of this purse with the dagger what does he see inside this purse (laughs) (laughs) it's probably like a swirling like purple abyss no it's gonna be paisley it's a mom purse it's paisley in there yeah it's true wow i rolled all neutrals on that so in his attempt to cut his way out of the purse he isn't accounting for the otherworldly and other planar nature of this purse So when he stabs the purse, the sacrificial blade comes in from all sides from his point of view, and he stabs himself about eight times in the face, uh, and he has died. But there is an exceptional amount of green glowing magic like exploding off of this dude as he has sacrificially killed himself. You know, you know, Carol, I've heard that if you use a little bit of distilled white vinegar, it can get those stains right out of that paisley. You know, I heard that Mm -hmm. too. You mix it with baking soda. Oh, Lord have mercy. We, oh yeah, no, you don't even have to worry about that stain at all. Oh, we've got some things to talk about. Another one for Carol's scoreboard, huh? I mean, technically, I suppose you didn't kill him. God killed him. Himself, I, I mean, he eh. kind of did it himself. Yeah, no, he that was that was that sort of you know uh, manslaughter at most. Uh, if we call Kevlin, I bet he can deal with sort of all of these like kind of half dead, mostly dead. I mean, this is when being good friends with Kevlin we should probably in. put them down again. Really, uh, uh, Jeff grabs a sacrificial knife and kills someone with it. He doesn't. <laughs> Well, I mean, if it's if it's all the same to you, we'd, we'd prefer not to be killed. That'd be quite nice. Oh, well, I mean, I, oh, sorry, I you didn't expect talk. you to, to be able to talk. How zombo are they on a scale well, of like zero to zombo? How zombo? Well, there's one that's pretty zombo, and then the other two are pretty much skeletons at this point. Cool. Hey, just 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 getting sort of the vibe of the room. Is anyone in here named Mort? I need to know immediately for sort of my own thing. My name's Marty. If that counts for anything, or... 
Oh, that's just safe enough. <laughs> no, uh, I yeah, I guess that's all right. If the you know, if the good demon lord that brought you back intended for you to be here, I guess you know who am I? Well, uh, I mean, it is it is lucky that it is this time of year because you can probably get some uh, gainful employment at the local haunted houses. Oh yeah. Oh, is that going on? Is it March? It's March. You know, well, the spookiest month of the year. That's lucky. That's lucky for us. You go on down there and you you talk you talk to Winston Rutherford and he oh he's gonna hook you oh, up. He you will tell him. set you mm-hmm. up right away. Oh, can you can y'all let us out of these cages? Because this is a uh, well, it's this little bit binding here. Oh, of course. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> let him out of the cages. Thank you. Sure. All right. Well, I'm gonna head on out then. Um, I don't know. Uh, 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 thank you. Thank you much. Um. Oh, you're not going to go out there and just start killing the living, are ya? Well, I hadn't thought about it, actually. Never even considered it. Oh, all right. You're a good, you're a good All guy. right. Well, oh, I was... Oh, hold up, sir. It looks like you dropped your shoulder blade back here. Let me just... I'll pop that right back on. Oh, there you go. You're going to look foolish running around without a shoulder blade. Yeah, no, you need those. Uh, Scapulas are important. We, we do have uh, one question, one important question. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Jasper's spit whistle? Well, uh... To be completely honest, uh, kind of a... Okay, so his early books was okay, but then I read this one about some night tiger, and it, it did, didn't make a lick of sense. Uh, uh, all right, you know, you, you passed the test. <laughs> all right, I'm going to get on out of here. Hold, hold on a second. Look at... Woo, look at this. I didn't, can I take this Can I take this calendar? Y'all seen this September one. It's all oh, yours. Oh, my goodness gracious. And how, hold on one second, can I just see that calendar? And Jeff rips out September and then gives it back to him. You can have that now. Well, I don't, ain't really worth much anymore. So I think, uh, well, thanks for ruining the fun there, feller. <laughs> August isn't too bad. Don't you let September hear you say that. August looks like two horses tied up to a crowbar. I mean, if that's what you're into, you know, uh, these women look, work real hard on this calendar. And I don't know if you know this, but all the proceeds go to the community center and the good, you know, the good work that they do. Listen, I don't even have functional organs anymore, so I don't know why I'm even really clinging to this dream I had. All right, I'm going to go out and obviously not terrorize a living. Anybody got a spare pair of pants, though? Because I really do. I mean, even though I am not so functionally inclined, I do not think I want to be walking around in just my bones. Carol pulls some out of the purse. <laughs> but the, and she reaches in and pulls him out. It's actually the pants that the dude was wearing when he went in. Oh, oh, perfect. Oh. Uh, well, I mean, well. I can't be choosy. I guess. Thank you very much. Didn't waste not want not. So listen, yeah, I mean, you may be down on me because of just not getting what you expected today. But really, to tell that entirety of that story, there's a lot of moving pieces there, and I mean, that that's all from memory, folks. Um, and I have told that one on occasion, but obviously not as often as, as some of the other stories from the Brutal So anyway, I'd just like to point out I'm doing a really good job up here. Um, so if you could uh, take a look at your comment cards on the table and make a few notes in there saying maybe perhaps Sir Jasper Spitwhistle tells an amazing story. I got more than I bargained for. I overspent at the bar as a result of that. And also you should probably give him all of his stuff back. That's, I mean, you know, you phrase it in your own words, obviously. I don't want all of you to write the exact same thing or else they're going to maybe kind of get the idea that there's something silly going on here. But, you know, you just feel it out. But those are the important bullet points. Um, you, you love me, 
you spent too much money because of me, and also that you think that I should get my stuff back. Just in, in any order, really. Just get those out there, and um, I think it'll probably solve all of our problems. Anyway, um, I'm going to go ahead and, and head out now. It's uh, It's been a long, long evening. Um, and when I say I had a head out, I've been right out the door. I don't know what I'm going to do or where I'm sleeping tonight. Um, I wonder if that alleyway is uh, less damp than normal tonight. I don't know. I might, I might find out. Um, but do go ahead and tip your minotaur bartenders. Please don't underspend at the bar. That uh, that uh, you know, we want to we see a good till come through here so that they just really know that I'm doing my job. Um, but do tip your minotaur bartenders and I will see you next time here at the Gilded Ram Gronkhouse Interior. Hey, that was a great episode. Good Guy Squad is probably one of my favorite squads. Yeah, no, I think Tallulah was a great addition, and I'm not biased at all, and I love her and her very good accent. I'm very upset that you guys didn't manage to save Muriel Piskotansky, who would have been a great benefit and probably would have gone really in-depth into more of her favorite Jasper novels. You know, sometimes when you die, you die, and, like, you just gotta be okay with that. I am. Yeah, no, it's great. I'm glad we met Kevlin. Kevlin's my new favorite NPC of all of Brute Force. Okay, well, that's a, a high high standard to bear, especially with all the Jeffs that we have around here. And Greg's, and Jeffs and Greg's is nothing but. Hey, if you guys love Jeffs and Greg's mm. and Kevlin's... Oh, you know I do. ...and an occasional Muriel Peskatansky, then you guys maybe could consider uh, like supporting us on Patreon. We like that when that happens. Oh, I love that. It helps us... Um, well, I feel like if I don't earn enough money, I can't think of enough good names. Yeah. And that's just the way it comes from for me, you know, usually. No, every day my aunt calls me and says, hey there was not enough new Patreon supporters for you and your, and your good podcast. And so you're doing bad. Uh, and that makes mm. me feel sad as like a, you know, on a human level, on a personal human. Right. Level. And then there's of course the curse. There is, there is the curse. Um, you know, so. almost worth mentioning at this point, the curse. Yeah. Yeah. So, so consider doing that. We would really appreciate it. There's some goodies out there. There's still, uh, some of the awesome metal diehard dice, uh, with, the uh, the brute force logo and the uh, the awesome multi-purpose fate slash d6 brute force dice. And hey, if you got a second, type aside a review. It should be specifically about my characters, but you know, if it's mm. about other characters, that's also okay. You know, but it, they should be about my characters. Uh, like this person who said, wow, just wow. This person was Skeptical Oki, who said, the story is excellent, the music is perfect, and makes me want to dance as soon as it starts. The characters are very memorable. And Adam, the DM, does some amazing voice work with his NPCs. Jasper is my favorite, right after Ezra, but well before the Frankies. Good job. You mentioned all the important characters, and I really appreciate that, Skeptical Oki. Well, you know, what I what I like a lot more is... um. This review by Njuku, I think, I don't know, just titled, What Does the Fox Say? Oh, gee golly, guys, I'm just looking for those dang tales. Anyway, this podcast is going to be just so much fun to keep listening to, and it has been since the start. Keep up the good work, potatoes. See, now, they're my favorite person because they did reference my good character, whom I love. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of characters on this show that are looking for tales, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know... 
I don't know that when you say, what does the fox say? Does that mean Cammy, or does that mean Jasper, who is spiritually kind of a fox-like trickster character? Yeah. You know, it could be really either or. I could so, I mean, that. it's left. To, it's still left to be decided, really, is what yeah, we're saying. Yeah, when they said Ezra in the other review, I was like, oh, that must be Cammy's friend. You know, and so I, I think technically both reviews were about Cammy, but it's open to interpretation. All right, well, so that's what we need is we need we need additional reviews. Occasionally they can mention Cammy. They should all really probably just talk all about me. Um, mm, it's alternatively good, 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 good process to go through. I mean, I guess both of us. How about that? They should they should just talk specifically about the two of us. Actually, if they mention you in a review about me, it kind of ruins it for me. Personally. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. That's fun. So that's the perfect thing then. Mm-hmm. Like start off talking about Cammy and then mention me and how great I am and just you get both the peaks and the valleys. And really that what is life if not peaks and that's valleys? That's true. Plus I'll just tune out at the end of the sentence anyways like I normally do. Ah uh, yes. Okay. So that is that that's it. That's a wrap. Uh we'll we'll check you guys in, in a couple of weeks. Uh Paya on the flippy flop. Uh I hope your bad tickers get better. It's a bum. It's a bum tickers. Well, I hope your bomb tickers get okay. In uh, celebration of Carol, I'm drinking a Caesar because she is absolutely a Caesar girl. Mm. Oh, I stand that. Okay. I don't know what's in that. No, I don't know what that is. It looks like a Bloody Mary. Yes, it's kind of, but it's with Clamato juice. What's a Clamato? Uh, I thought it just had like eggs and Worcestershire sauce in it, and that's what made it a season. Eggs, boom. Some anchovies. Is clamato like a tomato made of clams or something? It's tomato juice with clam wow. juice in it. Ugh, that sounds like the worst thing ever. Mmm, it's good. That also sounds, I don't know why, but it feels very Midwestern, even though clams aren't really in the Midwest. It, for some reason, that sounds very Midwestern to They're me. They're apparently a very Canadian mm. thing. Fun. Uh, as a as a person who is, has has grown up and lived in the Midwest my entire life, I have heard of clamato, have not been exposed it, to like, clamato. It doesn't taste. It kind of just tastes like tomato juice. <laughs> much much like chlamydia, <laughs> I have not been exposed to clamato. <laughs> I was going to say the last time I heard about clamato, it was in a PowerPoint in high school. <laughs> they were trying to scare me. <laughs> Last time I heard about Clamato was when I got a screening at the free clinic. <laughs> Buttles. <laughs>